Welcome to this exciting sermon from World Impact Community Church. We hope you enjoy this message. For more sermons and resources, please do visit us at wscc.in. Praise God. The Word of God is going to be preached. Are you excited? Amen. And the Holy Spirit is in our midst. Hallelujah. What a powerful combination for something great. Amen. And he who believes <coughs> shall see the glory of God. Do you believe? I pray first of all that according to your faith, let it happen in your life. Amen. Let's pray. Father, we want to thank you for this precious time. We want to thank you. Thank you for this precious time, Lord. Hallelujah. Lord, increase our faith. We want to ask you, Daddy, increase our faith so that we will, we will walk... We will walk in your ways, Lord. Hallelujah. 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 We will walk in your ways. We will, be, we will be able to obey what you say, Lord. Hallelujah. Increase our faith, Lord. Those of who, uh, those of who are uh, uh, praying here, Lord, uh, for, a, for a greater release of faith over their lives, Lord, I pray. I pray, Lord, let it happen in Jesus' name. Let it happen in Jesus' name. I sense the name Sneha and I believe that the Lord is going to restore you powerfully. The Lord is going to, uh, the Lord, uh, uh, I sense the Lord saying that uh, I have done this. Uh, this was my plan and I have, uh, I have uh, uh, moved. I see for you, I see the Lord moving certain pieces in the chessboard. Uh, and, and I believe the Lord is orchestrating different things in your life. And I believe that the Lord has a game plan in his mind. Hallelujah. I believe that the Lord is calling you to a greater place of trust in the Lord. Father, we want to thank you and we want to praise you. Praise you, Daddy. We pray that you will speak to all of us today. Whatever you want to speak to us, we pray. That you will speak today and we will receive into our spirit as a good soil, Lord. And today we want to confess over us. Today we want to declare over us that there will be a hundredfold fruitfulness, Lord. A hundredfold harvest, Lord, from this word. Thank you for what you are doing. In Jesus' precious name we pray. Amen, amen, amen. Amen. Let's start with this verse, Genesis chapter 1, verse 26 to 28. And then God said, let us make man in our image according to our likeness. This is a very familiar portion. Let them have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the birds of the air, and over the cattle, over the earth, and over every creeping thing that creeps on the earth. So God created man in his own image. In the image of God, he created him. Male and female, he created them. God created male and female, okay? Both male and female are God's handiwork. Amen? Um, if any of you have any doubt, I just want to attest that. Uh, then God blessed them and God said to them, Be fruitful and multiply. Fill the earth. I want to speak about this, this word, fill the earth. The Lord is asking us to be fruitful, multiply and fill the earth. Fill the earth with what? Fill the earth with the, with the presence of people who carry the glorious image of Jesus Christ. With the glorious image that God has given mankind. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And God wants us 
God wants us as people to lead others also to come into this glorious image of Jesus Christ. Now what happened when this was God's plan for mankind? See, God, when, when I look into scripture, I don't see any other better vision. This is the very purpose for which God created mankind. That mankind will fill this earth with the image of Jesus Christ. That when God looks from above, he will see everybody carrying his glorious image. And the earth is filled with his glory. Hallelujah. So what happened then? In Romans chapter 3 verse 23. It says, for all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. All have sinned. So sin took us away from carrying the glorious image of God. Even today that is a reality. We will not be walk into the glory zone of God if we love to hang around with sin in our lives. Amen. So sin took us away from the glory of God and we fell short of the glory of God. And what did God do? God did not leave us there. The glory left and what was left was a broken image. A broken image that we all bear on different levels of people on different levels of brokenness in their lives. But God did not leave us in a broken situation without any solution. God proved that the power of His love is greater than the damage that sin can cause. Hallelujah. And that's why in the next scripture, in Romans chapter 3 verse 24, it says, Being justified freely by His grace, through the redemption that is in Christ Jesus. So God saw in, uh, in Romans chapter 3 verse 23 that we all sinned. There was a glory that was upon us and the glory was taken away or glory departed. Now all that we have is a broken image. But what did God do? God empowered us with His grace. Amen. God decided, I am not going to leave my children in that situation. I am going to give a solution to them. If you look into the scripture, God did not stop believing in us. Even when, he disappoint, even when we disappointed Him, He kept on bringing the next plan. Because for Him we are so precious. And that is why through Jesus Christ, He justified us. Just now we remembered what the Lord did at the cross through the Lord's table. He justified us. Through that heavy work of Jesus, God brought us to a place that for he who believes, he can receive that righteousness into his life. That when God looks at that person, God will not call him a sinner again. But because there is an intercessor, Jesus, between us and God. Hallelujah. So God gave that righteousness unto us. He empowered us with His grace. And I want to bring in this word, redemptive plan through Jesus Christ. When we lost our glorious image... God had a redemptive plan through Jesus Christ. And anybody who wants to be restored to the glorious image that God gave us, he has to receive that through Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. And that is why it is so important for us that if we want to walk in that fullness 
in God. If we want to walk in that fullness of the glory of God, we need to come to Jesus. Hallelujah. Hebrews chapter 12 verse 1 says, Therefore, we also, since we were surrounded by so great a cloud of witness, let us lay aside every weight. Let us lay aside every weight. And the sin which so easily ensnares us, and let us run with endurance the race that is set before us. There is a race that is set before us. It is God's desire that we will walk in the fullness of His glorious image. Will you speak to your neighbor, we need that glorious image. And that is why God sent Jesus into our lives. And that is why when Jesus left us, He decided, I'm going to send, or I'm going to ask the Father to send another one just like me. A lost paracletos. The Holy Spirit who will guide you into this redemptive plan. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. But the Bible says to run this race we need to do two things. One is that we need to set aside every weight. There are things in our life that holds us back. Yeah, we know that we need to walk in the fullness of the glory of God. But there are things that, 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 that pull us back. The Bible says, if there is a weight that is not helping you to walk forward, or run forward this race in Christ Jesus, you lay aside that weight. And I believe the Bible is absolutely true in every sense. If the Bible says, you lay aside that weight, it means you can do it. Hallelujah. <clears throat> if it was not possible, God would have said, I will do it for you. Yeah. So lay aside every weight. How do you lay aside every weight? In 1 Peter chapter 5, verse 7, it says, Casting all your care upon Him, for He cares for you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. The way that God has destined for His children to live is by grace. Receiving the power from God. And then we walk in this race according to the strength that He gives us. But there are other ways. So, so His grace and His strength and His comfort will only help us in the race. That's how we identify the, the difference in the strength of the things that is helping us in the race. Yeah? What is of God, what is not from God. Anything that is from God will only help us in our race. But anything that is not of God will not help us move forward in the plans of God. Hallelujah. So the Bible says, lay aside every weight. How do you lay aside? Cast all your burden unto Him. Yeah? So I was sharing in the Malayalam service in the morning. How do you just, uh, just cast something that you don't like very much? Yeah? There is a heavy weight upon you. Yeah? And you don't like it. This is preventing you from going forward in the plans of God. How are you going to cast, out, cast it out? Are you going to respect it and lay it like in, in, in the, in, on the altar? No. You just cast it away. On the Lord. And the Bible says, you cast it on Him and He cares for you. You don't think actually, what will God think if I cast it without saying hallelujah and all? 
Yeah? Cast it unto the Lord for He cares for you. He is willing to give you a yoke which is light. But the Bible says there are other yokes that doesn't help you walk forward in the plans of God. And today I want to take a moment because as I was praying I sensed that today the Lord is going to break some yokes. Which is not helpful to take you forward in the plans of God. Hallelujah. Can we close our eyes for a moment and whatever is the weight in your life today. Whatever is the weight in your life today which is preventing you from blossoming in the plans of God, will you decide today? Because the, the Lord says, He has given you the power to decide that. Will you take away that weight from the center of your life and lay it aside, lay it aside, lay it aside. Hallelujah, Father. Father, I want to pray, Lord, for every weight that is not helpful, that is not helpful in our race in you, Lord Jesus. Oh, I stand today, Lord, in your anointing and I break every yoke that is preventing your precious children from walking in your ways. Hallelujah. Lord, I, prevent, I, I, I pray, Lord, and I break every yoke that is preventing people from reading the scriptures. Whole ka ba 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 Riazanto loko rabasantere. Hallelujah. Father, we want to, we want to, we want to commit ourselves once again to powerfully walking with you, Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. I break every yoke, every yoke, every yoke that is preventing your children from walking forward in your plans. Hallelujah. Lord, every stronghold in the mind realm be broken in the name of Jesus. Be broken in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. I pray peace and comfort. I see for, for some of you, your pain has become your stronghold. Your pain has become your stronghold. Father, I release, oh, I release the comfort of the Holy Spirit. I pray and declare the comfort of the Holy Spirit over those precious people. As a church, we break that stronghold in their mind. And we speak freedom over them. Freedom over them. Oh, let the Holy Spirit heal every pain, every pain, every pain. And today as a family, we pray grace upon them to keep Jesus at the center of their lives. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. So the Bible says, hallelujah. So the Bible says that we have to lay aside every weight that is, that is not helping us to move forward in walking with the Lord. I remember... I remember one of my friends who is a uh, who is a major in the army. So he was telling me that uh, during his initial training times, um, um, uh, they they used to have that physical exercise. In the first round, uh, it was all fine, and in the second round, the instructor will say, "Just keep this bag with you," and uh, and then <coughs> and then uh, he'll carry that bag and he'll run, and that was. 
not that easy like the previous round. And in the next round, the instructor will say, I'll just add one thing and he'll put a brick in that bag. Yeah, and then in the next round, uh, he'll again, I'll just add this iron rod in that bag. Yeah, and every time with every round, the running became difficult and difficult. And I could relate that very well with the scripture that let us lay aside every weight that is not helping us in this race. Hallelujah. 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 Will you speak to your neighbor, let us travel light. Even Indian Railways remind us that us travel light. The scripture also is reminding us that let us travel, let us carry very less luggage, only what is required. Amen? So the second thing that was mentioned in the scripture is the sin that easily ensnares us. Amen. In Malayalam it says, Murge Pattikadakuna, Pabam. Yeah. The Bible is asking us, you, you, you just, uh, you just uh, lay aside that also, that sin also. If the scripture says that we can lay aside sin, another verse in Romans chapter 6 verse 14 says, For sin shall not have dominion over you. If sin had dominion over you, you wouldn't be able to lay that sin aside. Today, because we have the Lordship of Jesus Christ over our lives, sin does not have dominion in our lives. Hallelujah. The only way to break the dominion of sin over our lives is to give our life fully unto Jesus. Is to tell Jesus that, Lord, you are my Lord over every. Everything, every area of my life. It's a very difficult statement. It's a very difficult statement. Because, because we can sometimes say, Lord, you are the Lord over my spiritual walk. Lord, sometimes we can say, okay, Lord, you are the, you're the Lord over my physical health. But still we, are a, we have a doubt, will he tell me to fast? Because I need cheese or else I'll have withdrawal symptoms. Lord, you are the Lord over my finance. It's not coming. Finance. Oh, Lord, no, I didn't say that. Sorry, I'll just think about it and let me see what's the Hebrew and Greek about that and then only I will confess that. Because somewhere in the childhood we have studied in the junior church that Jesus, one guy came to Jesus and Jesus said, sell everything. I don't know the context, but will it happen to me? Difficult place to say that Jesus, please be my Lord. Yeah? But the more we know him, we will be able to say, Lord, I want you to be my Lord. I want you to know that if you are finding it difficult, to say, Jesus, please be my Lord over everything. I don't want to condemn you. I just want to say, come close to Him. Come close to Him. It will happen. Come close to Him. I, just because I touched the area of finance, I remember when, when I was working in a corporate company here in Trivandrum, I was not getting uh, a great salary, but it was okay. Yeah. So I was faithfully giving, um, faithfully giving my tithes and uh, offering and all. And I was praying for a financial breakthrough. Lord, 
I need money. I, I, and, and I was, uh, that was the time, uh, I don't know what is the English for this, uh, but I really wanted a... <laughs> I was going to say stone rain over a bald guy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, sorry, uh, I didn't mean anybody here. <laughs> It's not bald, but a clean shaven uh, head, whatever, whatever, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So that is the time I really wanted a pay hike, but that is the time when India was hit with a recession in 2007. I asked the Lord, Lord, I want to switch my company. I want to switch my job so that at least I'll get 10 rupees hike. I'm okay with even 10. The Lord will not allow. The Lord was not giving me peace about it. And finally, the Lord miraculously opened me a door to another nation. I'm being sent on site. And my salary became five times. Yeah? I was so excited until the end of month. I got to know that my tithe also got five times bigger. By the time it was the time for giving, I started thinking, why church did this much money? At that time, we were at Pardipara. It's a small church. Won't be needing. And I don't want to talk also to any of the leaders. If they say they have a need, then it will be difficult. Yeah? But the Lord helped. I want you to know that I I didn't give for two months. I was battling. Yeah? Your pastor was saying I was battling. Yeah? I want you to know he is a loving God. Come close to him. Come close to him. I remember how he has helped us as a family. Or how he has personally... I I, I think Sona never struggled in this area. Um, She has sometimes... She had a weird habit of clearing the bank account at the end of the month. After all the expenses, after all the expenses, uh, whatever something is left in the last few days, she wants to give it to some ministry. I am thinking, who did I marry, Lord? So I am thinking actually how the Lord led me from a place of not wanting to give to the Lord even after he blessed me. See how wicked my heart is. Not your heart, sorry. Yeah, yeah. Uh, to a place wherein the Lord asked me to come full time and trust Him and serve. Yeah, I want you to know that actually God loves you. God knows every every weakness that you go through, and that's why the Scripture says we have a God who sympathizes with us. Hallelujah. We have a God who stands with us in our weaknesses. And the Bible says we, are, we don't know how to even pray. And the Holy Spirit will pray through us. Hallelujah. So today I want you to know that actually in your pursuit to see the glory of God, in your pursuit to come back to the glorious image of Jesus Christ, the all-powerful Holy Spirit is with you. And He will guide you. Hallelujah. And when we say, Lord, I want you to be my Lord, sin does not have dominion over you. 
So today if you are battling with any kind of sin, more than focusing on the 10 points on how to get rid of the sin, I want to encourage you to give yourself fully to the Lord. I have full authority over my children because they are my children. And when you give yourself fully unto the Lord, the Bible says, you, He has given you to be the children of God. He has given you the privilege to be the children of God. And I want to encourage you to have faith and give yourself fully unto the Lord and then see how the Heavenly Father takes care of you. Hallelujah. Be it whatever area of your life. He has not purchased you sector by sector or portion by portion. He has purchased you in full and he, he, he takes responsibility in full till the last day of your life here. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. The Lord wants to give us a yoke. But that is not the, not the yoke that troubles us. Matthew chapter 11 verse 28 to 30 says, Come to me all who... All you who labor and are heavy laden and I will give you a rest. The Lord will give rest first. When you go to him, he will not quickly put the yoke on you. Yeah? He will give you rest. And then he is asking us, take my, he will not give, he is asking to take. He is asking us to trust his yoke. He is asking us to willingly take this yoke on you because the scripture says, scripture says, learn from me. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me for I am gentle and lowly in heart. And you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. When the Lord is asking us to take that yoke over us, he is asking, in another words, will you allow me to walk with you? Because on the other side of the yoke, he is yoking himself with us. Hallelujah. But sometimes we are so independent, you know. We are thinking, we are telling God, God, you sometimes don't know ministry. I know ministry. Lord, I don't know whether you can handle this. Even if we don't say this, we walk as if we don't need him on the other side of the yoke. The Lord is asking, I want to give you a yoke and I want myself to yoke with you. And that is why that yoke is easy and my burden is light. Hallelujah. Because our Heavenly Father's plan is to build you and not break you, He wants to keep that burden to the level which you can carry. And when you have greater exercise in the gym or in the spiritual realm, He will add more burden. He will add more responsibilities because it is His desire that in eternity we will have a great reward. Hallelujah. Today I sense that, that the Lord is breaking fear in some people about taking responsibilities. I sense the Lord speaking to some of the hearts. Take the Lord's yoke upon you. The burden that the Lord is giving some of you. I sense the Lord is speaking about certain burden. I believe the Lord is asking some of you to serve in the house of God. The burden that the Lord is giving, you will be able to bear because He is holding the major load. 
he is holding the major load it is not about the burden it is not about the load it is about he wanting you to be successful in life hallelujah so take up the lord's yoke upon your life hallelujah hallelujah hebrews chapter 12 verse 2 talks about looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, and has sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. I want to pause here for a while. Because in this race, we spoke about a race that we need to come back to the glorious image of Christ Jesus Christ. That is the whole plan why the Lord has kept us here. The Lord wants us to come back to the glorious image that God has given us. The Lord wants us to help others to come back to the glorious image of Christ. That is the only race that we are in today. And the scripture commanded us, if you are planning to run this race, lay aside every weight. Lay aside every sin. Then what else I should do? I should do, I should fix my eyes on Jesus. Because in this verse itself, he talks about, the scripture talks about certain characteristics of the one whom, in whom we are fixing our eyes. That Jesus, the author and perfecter of our faith, what did he do? He saw a joy that was set before him. And then he endured the cross. We need to see as we walk in this race, as we run with Jesus, as we set aside our ways and as we set aside our sin, we need to see the joy that God has set in front of us in the Spirit. Because if we don't see that in the Spirit, we will not endure some things. Because he saw the joy in front of him, he endured the cross. We need to endure the cross that the Lord is sending in our lives. Because there is another verse in Hebrews that says, The Lord was perfected in obedience through the sufferings that he went through. You cannot be Jesus without cross. We, whatever you do, you can take a detour, but you will not reach the destination without the cross. I want to guarantee you. You can take a detour any moment and decide, I'm not going to take this journey. But if you want this destination, if you want to walk with Jesus, cross is a must. Oh, this is a difficult one. Cross is a must. Will you tell your neighbor, cross is a must. Some of you might be thinking, how many, Lord? <laughs> All crosses lead to me. <laughs> the Lord is with us when we carry that cross. Hallelujah. The Bible is clear. And he says that he endured the cross, despising the shame. Sometimes when we face humiliation, when we go through pain, when we go through embarrassment, we need to keep our eyes fixed on Jesus because like him, we will be able to despise the shame. 
Because if we don't despise the shame, our life will be all about handling the embarrassment. Handling the shame. Handling the pain. We will not be able to respond because that thing will cripple us. Hallelujah. We need to keep our eyes fixed on Jesus because He is a perfect example of despising shame. And in the midst of shame, He saw the joy and He endured the cross. Hallelujah. And then the last portion says, and has sat down at the right hand on the throne of God, of the throne of God. When we see Jesus, we will be able to sit where we are supposed to sit. We will not compare ourselves to anyone. Because for us, the place that the Lord has given us in this race is unique. Unique. Each one of you are unique in this race. Each one of you are precious. The call of God upon your life is very unique. The giftings that you, the, the Lord has given you is unique. Your mate, your call, your plan, everything is different. And we need to fix our eyes on Jesus so that we will have a walk according to His plan. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Matthew chapter 16 verse 24 says, If anyone desires to follow me, he should first deny himself. But Lord, my career, my ambition, I was praying for somebody and some people, you know, they sometimes put us in a fix. Yeah. Pastor, I am in Dubai on my way to Frankfurt. Can you pray whether this is God's will? It is very difficult for me to respond to this in English. I really want to ask, what were you thinking two days before? What did you think when you were applying? Did the ticket, did the ticket fly into your house? Did the visa, did angels give you the visa? The Bible says, if anybody wants to follow me, he has to deny himself. And I prayed for somebody and, and, and I said, see, the Lord is going to help you follow him. That's what I heard in my spirit. And the spirit spoke to that uncle in a very different way. And he started crying and said, I said, the Lord is encouraging you to follow him. I didn't say anything about Australia. The Holy Spirit will guide you. God is committed. And I said, see, the Lord will comfort you. The Lord will help you. And somebody came for prayer and then I'm hearing the Spirit and I'm trying to help them. They're crying in front of me. I said, the Lord will help you. But I believe, I slowly said, but I believe one of the marks of a disciple is he is willing to deny himself. Maybe, 
I know, I know God doesn't want me to go to Australia. I said, that I don't know. But if we want to walk into the fullness of Christ Jesus, this is the first criteria that the Lord is asking us, that if you want to follow me, deny yourselves first. What you have in you is not something that we want in this journey. In this journey, what you need is the cross and the one who is who hung on the cross. Hallelujah. We need that cross. We need to carry that cross. Hallelujah. Why should we fix our eyes on Jesus? Colossians chapter 1 verse 15 says, He is the image of the invisible God. He is the image of the invisible God. If we need to, if we understand that we lost that glorious image that God gave us, and He sent Jesus for a redemptive plan, and if we need to come back to the image of God, then we need, then God helped us with Jesus so that this is the exact image of the invisible God. If there was an image that God could show about his about himself, the invisible God, that is Jesus. And that is why the scripture says, fix your eyes on Jesus. So that when we look unto him, we know I have to be like this. When we look unto him, we get new hope. When we look unto him, we receive the comfort that we need in our lives. If we need to come back to this glorious image, we should be ready to transform. Amen? This is the key word I want to talk today. If we need to come back to this image, the glorious image, we should be willing to transform. There are important questions that we need to ask on a daily level into our lives, into our lives. And if others permit, into their lives. Disclaimer, the risk is handled by the person who asks. Yeah? Question one, did I progress in Christ-likeness today? I'm not bothered how many units you sold today. You can be a very rich person and not inherit the kingdom of God. And at the end of your life, the scripture will call you fool. Let's not bother about what people say. People can only uh, give opinions about what they know. But the scripture will call you a fool if you had a lifetime and you amassed wealth and you didn't take care of your soul. Did I progress in Christ's likeness today? It's a vast term. So many implications. Start thinking. Start thinking. Did I pursue what Jesus pursued? Important question. Did I reach office on time is of little importance when compared to this big question. I'm not asking you to be late. I'm trying to bring in the big picture. The most important things in life. Did I operate in the spirit of God? Because that's how Jesus operated. Did I manifest the fruit of the Holy Spirit? Important questions. If you are willing to transform to the glorious image of Jesus Christ, I want to give you the first point. Everything starts with prayer. Everything starts with prayer. 
even an unbeliever, somebody who doesn't know Jesus, can start his prayer life by asking God, if you are real, will you reveal yourselves to me? Hallelujah. Everything starts with prayer. The Bible says in John chapter 15 verse 4, Abide in me and I in you. As the branch cannot bear fruit of itself unless it abides in the vine, neither can you unless you abide in me. If you don't belong in Jesus, if you don't abide in Jesus, if you don't dwell in Jesus, you are not going to bear fruit. Genesis chapter 1 verse 20, it says, be fruitful. And here in this scripture, the Bible says, if you want to bear fruit, you need to first learn, practice, master the aspect or the art of abiding in Jesus. Because without this abiding, you are not going to produce anything. According to your abiding, that will be the level of your fruitfulness. Hallelujah. Everything starts with prayer. I want to encourage you, if you don't have a dedicated, disciplined prayer life, will you commit to start today? If you are not ready to pray, you are not ready to transform. If you are not ready for, if you are not desiring for prayer, you are deceived and you don't know anything about the transformative plan of God. Everything starts with prayer. And this is a very precious privilege that we have, that we can go to the presence of the Creator. Yeah? If you don't have that habit, I want to plead you as an ambassador of Christ, as your shepherd, will you start that habit so that you are shaping your destiny in Christ Jesus? Hallelujah. The second thing is knowing the Word. In Psalms 119 verse 105 says, Your word is a lamp to my feet and a light to my path. Yes, I now know that I have a race. I know that I need to fix my eyes on Jesus. But I need to know what is my jurisdiction according to the scripture. I know there is an enemy. I know there are things that the scripture approves. I don't know uh, where all I, I can tread upon. I need to know the jurisdiction that God has given me according to the scripture. The Bible says, John chapter 1 verse 1, In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. The more you engage with the Word, you will start breathing and sensing Jesus, knowing Jesus. You will, because the Word is God. Amen. And then in, uh, in John 1.14, the Bible says, And the Word became flesh and dwelt among us. Hallelujah. The more you connect with the Word, the more you engage with the Word, not somehow to read few portions and tick that reading plan. No, 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 no. To engage with God. Pastor, I am so stressed, Pastor. I missed two days reading. In that Bible plan, it shows that three days behind. First time stress, anxiety disorder. Yeah? Then take some other app that doesn't stress you. But read the Bible. Somebody recently asked me, Pastor, uh, how do you read the word? I said, I just take the book like this. And open and read. Pastor, are you chronological? Are you historical? Are you canonical? I said, I am modern. Nadan, cover to cover. 
Won't you get stressed, Pastor, when you miss? No, I don't get stressed because I already missed 35 years. <laughs> Only something good can happen from here. So I'm excited for every opportunity that I'm able to read because something good is going to happen. Hallelujah. Do not bring in unnecessary stuff and pressure into your life. I told that Amama again, Amama, my plan is to read the 66 books. Once I finish this, I will read again. And then again. At that time, I will decide whether I want history or canon or uh, whatever. Yeah? But I don't want to be in the presence of God after 66 years, living 66 years, and be uh, in heaven and, the, and, and God asking, yeah? 66 years you lived, you didn't even read the 66 books. Yeah. What were you doing? God will ask me in Malayalam generally. Yeah. And the Bible tells us actually we need to build our house by obeying the truth of God's word. Pastor, how many chapters you read? I tell actually, according to when you want to build your house, you read the chapter. Do you want to build, that, build a house in, in one year? Then you take one year reading plan. You want to re- build the house according to God's word in three months? Then take another plan. Pastor, are you audio or... Uh, uh, I, say I sometimes, while driving, I play the audio Bible. If I have an opportunity to take the book, I take the book. When I have the tab, read the word. Amen? Don't raise this much volume, but look at your neighbor and say, read the word. Point number three. So we prayed and then we read the word. And now it is a very difficult place, okay? Because we prayed. When we start praying, the, because we are talking, we are not asking about someone just came to me uh, the other day and asked, Pastor, I'm in a lot of confusion, Pastor. I said, what is the confusion? I don't have time. I'm just uh, running uh, quickly. What's the confusion, Pastor? I have a doubt whether that car, you know, Pastor, should I take sports edition or not? Yeah? Pastor, I have money, but I don't have the peace of mind. Uh, I think sports edition is good for me, uh, but Pastor, can you pray? Uh, I prayed. I believe the Lord helped them. But if you ask your prayer questions or requests about your transformation in Christ Jesus, the Lord will quickly answer. Yeah? Uh, you can ask anything unto the Lord. As Pastor Bill Johnson from Bethel, he said, you want to get a quick reply from the Lord? Ask something that matters to him. Amen? Amen? So, so we prayed, the Lord started to talk to you, then, then we started reading the scripture, then we understood that actually, hey, things is not like how I thought. God has some other plans in mind. Yeah? And then the next step that we need to do is that we should be willing to transform. I know people who pray, I know people who read the word, but I'm not sure they are saved. Yeah? Once we pray and once we read the Bible and we understand the heart of God, then it's a difficult place sometimes to humble down before the word. We have to either bend the Bible or we have to choose for us to bend according to the Bible. Yeah? If we are willing, then, because this, the Romans chapter 12, verse 1 and 2 says, I beseech you therefore, brethren, according to the mercies of God, 
Apostle Paul is not talking about according to the wisdom of God, the strength of God, or, or, or magnanimity of God. No, no, according to the mercy of God, that you present your body as a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. So from this, service, from this verse we understand there are two kinds of service. One is the service and the other is the reasonable service in the sight of God. And if you want to do a reasonable service, the Bible says, mix it with a sacrifice. Offer yourself as a sacrifice. And do not be confirmed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. That you may prove or understand what is good and acceptable, the perfect will of God. Some are waiting to know the entire scripture, the mystery, so that they can take the first step. It is not going to happen. You transform and then the Lord will reveal more. You take one step and the Bible says, as you renew your mind, you will start to understand the perfect will of God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And then in Ephesians chapter 4 verse 22, that you put off Concerning your former conduct, the old man which grows corrupt according to the deceitful lusts. So if you are willing to transform, you need to be ready that, oh, my fleshman is going to get some pain. My spirit is going to build up, but it is going to be traumatic to my fleshman. At some point, believers are confused here. Oh, I want to just... I really want to put off that old man, but that old man, you know, it's helpful at some points. If I want to shout at somebody, I can quickly take that old man, wear it, stand wear it, and then Sunday I am attending, I am taking Lord's table, I will confess everything. Yeah. Recently somebody uh, was uh, telling me, Pastor, these things and all will happen will not happen according to the godly way. We have to butter their, um, butter their hands a little bit for things to happen. Pastor, so that's why I didn't ask your prayer. I said, it's okay. Um, it's okay that you didn't ask my prayer. But if I need to butter somebody's hands, I don't want that. So let's, so let's spare the cost of that butter. Yeah. So we need to decide. So some people, when it comes to when it comes to taking decisions, they really don't want to let aside that old man. They are not willing to let go of that old man and not ready to fully wear the new man that the Lord has made you in Christ Jesus. Because there are still some benefits with that old man. No, if you are if you are still wanting to have the benefits of that old man. The so-called sinful benefits of that old man. Pastor, if you are talking to me about being so gentle, others will take advantage of me. You be gentle and see how the Lord will fight for you. Whenever the Lord says something, He has provision and He has seen everything concerning that. Our job is not to protect ourselves. Our job is to align ourselves according to the conduct that the Lord has mentioned in the scripture. And the last point I want to say is Galatians chapter 5 verse 16 to 17. I say then, walk in the spirit 
and you shall not fulfill the lust of the flesh. If you want to transform, you need to pray. I tell people, when you pray, you will read the scripture. Because the Lord will lead you to know the scripture. The Lord will give you a, a hunger for the scripture. If you read the scripture, your prayer will keep changing. Because you will get newer revelations. Maybe you were begging in the first place. But as you read the scripture, you understand you are the child of God. I need not beg. And your prayer changed. Hallelujah. And, the, and as the Lord gives you grace to transform, you will, you will know the Holy Spirit in a deeper way. And the greatest powerful way to put down the old man or put to death the deeds of flesh is by walking in the Holy Spirit. Because the Bible says, For the flesh lust against the Spirit, and the Spirit against the flesh. Praise God. That the Holy Spirit will never negotiate with the flesh. Holy Spirit has zero tolerance for the flesh. By that itself we can understand that if I follow the Holy Spirit, I will naturally, I will automatically resist the flesh. Hallelujah. And the Bible says, Romans chapter 8 verse 14. For as many are led by the Spirit of God, they are the sons of God. If we are looking at the eyes, if we are fixing Jesus in front of our eyes, if we are worshipping Jesus, if we are walking into be fully transformed to the image of Christ Jesus, what will happen is, the Holy Spirit will lead us into the maturity of the sonship like Jesus walked in this earth. Hallelujah. You will not worry about the temptations about being like an orphan. You will not worry whether where will my food come from. You will not worry where who will take care of me. Because the, the Holy Spirit is the, is the spirit of sonship. Hallelujah. In Malayalam, the spirit of sonship Hallelujah. As you obey the Holy Spirit, when you, are, when, you are, when you are saying, Lord, I want to fully surrender. I want to transform, Lord. One life I have. I'm fed up. Fed up being caught up in the flesh and, and just being tossed around with every emotion, every battle. I want to transform, Daddy. I want to transform to the image of your Son. Oh, this is the very purpose for which the Holy Spirit remains with us in this earth. And the moment you ask God for help in this race, this purpose, the Holy Spirit will start engaging with you. I believe that. The Holy Spirit will start engaging with you. He will guide you. He will guide you to be faithful in every role that God has entrusted you. There will be a, a stripping off of the things that is not of God. Because the Holy Spirit is committed to help us. Hallelujah. Let's pray all eyes closed. Father, we want to thank you. We want to thank you. We want to thank you. I believe today the Holy Spirit is powerfully 
doing a restorative work in the lives of many people hallelujah hallelujah oh jesus oh jesus holy spirit i sense the holy spirit is showing some of you the sin that you are back the weight that you carry will you lay aside that weight if you are comfortable you speak i lay aside this thing you declare with your mouth i lay aside i do not give you power anymore over my life lay aside lay aside according to the revelation god has given you act upon what the lord has already helped you with oh jesus thank you lord thank you lord i sense the name neha i believe the lord is releasing a heavy anointing upon your life and i sense the holy spirit wants to call you glory carrier the holy spirit wants to remind you of the joy that is set before you grace to despise the shame or great anointing to for a giant leap in your spiritual life heavy anointing lord i pray or great outpouring lord lord fill her fill her lord fill her lord Hallelujah Father I want to thank you Lord for your precious people Lord precious people Lord fill each one of us with your power oh give us the grace to fully transform to the image of Jesus Christ we want to maximize the reward for the lamb that was slain thank you daddy thank you thank you thank you Hallelujah I sense the Holy Spirit is breaking the yoke of certain addictions pornography oh yeshu in the namathil we agree we work we 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 walk with the work of the Holy Spirit and we speak break in the name of Jesus oh break in the name of Jesus zan take here break 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 in the name of Jesus I sense that this is something that is preventing you from blossoming in your married relationship break let go of that sin break i break that yoke in the name of Jesus hallelujah daddy as a church we want to commit ourselves unto you we want to be fully transformed into your image daddy at your coming as a church we want to labor much to see this earth filled with your glory help us that we love you in jesus name we pray amen thank you for listening to this sermon for more sermons please do visit us at wscc.in